Genina light beam incident. On the um, 3 p.m. one morning in early 1982 in Geneva, Switzerland, an anonymous witness, a young woman, would awaken to the sounds of a young baby crying. She dragged herself out of her bed and made way to a young child's cot. Then she noticed strange lights penetrating a piece of us outside. It faded away and appeared to have gone. Her baby now seemingly asleep again. His also new mother returned to bed. However, she could close her eyes. She noticed a strange beam of light into the room. Its behaviour was strange. She instantly unnerved for it, came through a gap in the blinds, and proceeded one to move along the wall of the bedroom. It moved along if it was, if, as if it was intelligent, almost as if surveying the room. At that moment, the young mother looked to her young son, concerned that light might find its way to him. Almost in sympathy with her thoughts, light began to retract down through the window. Again, it made the witness feel as though they were living an entity due to the strange rate of mood. However, it was thinking. It was gone. She returned to her bed and attempted to sleep. When the light returned and retracted two more occasions, the minutes that followed the second time shining directly in the baby's cottage, she scooped up the young child and went to the kitchen, which offered the best view of outside. There, from there, she cautiously crept to the kitchen window to see the source of light was. Almost as soon as she got looked out of her garden, she could see a bright glow. She also noticed a constant whistling sound, not particularly loud, but still perfectly noticeable. As she peered through the glass a little more closely, because she could see several men running towards the source of light. As he moved out of her sight, the young mother, with her baby pressed against her chest, moved to the living room of the property. From there, she confronted the sight of a beautiful machine hovering close to the surface of the ground, almost 20 yards away from her property. The object was perfectly completely still. She suddenly realised the whistling sound had stopped. A round-shaped craft of strange milky, milky metal took it, looked to it. She noticed the same grey colourless beam invaded her bedroom, over elevated to the side of its mysterious object. She followed it, glow was illuminated all around it. She saw a strange man close up, although it was immediately clear. They were no, not human, standing at, at around four foot tall and proportionally large-headed, proportionally large-headed for his body. The mysterious figure was dressed in tight-fitting one-piece overall. She would see a large pocket on the chest of the overall, as well as a large pocket in each leg. Around its waist was a strange belt. Scared but beyond, beyond intrigue, she remained at the window, watching the scene unfold. The whistling sound began again, and she continued to watch. Another figure, almost identical to the first one, appeared in front of a window. It seemed to be examining the ground and picking up stones to collect for collection. She had to stifle a grass when she looked directly at her, though the fear of him was rising each second. She didn't feel threatened at this any stage. The figure collecting the stones appeared unconcerned from her presence and continued its apparent duties. She couldn't hear them, but two humanoids appeared to be talking to each other. As she continued to watch, four 
more humanoid figures appeared in front of the property. One of them was given various hand signals to the others, who went off in different directions. She thought this must be the leader, and was giving orders to the rest of the group. She wasn't sure how long she remained at the window, but several minutes later, strange figures returned to the glow of the still motionless craft hovering around the ground. Several moments later, a wild, wide transport beam of light came from the underside of the craft. In all this fashion, the figures would stand in the light one at a time and began to rise upwards. The greatness was described as they appeared to be resolved in the object. Furthermore, she couldn't understand how all the figures could sit, fit inside an object size of which was outside. It's an entry point that comes up with another UFO pulse. Many witnesses speak of the inside of the craft, seeming to be drastically bigger than the outside dimensions would suggest. Then a flash, it was gone. As she continued to watch them from the safety of her room, living room, the object no longer fitted, lighting up the surrounding, but still glowing slightly, it began to rise higher in the air. It began to rotate, going from stationary to fast, in extremely short time. It spinning in a clockwise direction, the faster it went, the brighter it would glow, and it shot upwards, vanishing from sight within seconds. After checking, all the activities ceased, and the name witness would make her, make her way back to the kitchen. Check her clock would declare that 45 minutes had passed from her waking until the object disappeared. Though she wasn't aware the light it touched her directly, she would discover a strange pink spot under her eye the following day. She examined her young son, who discovered almost an identical spot, though slightly paler, behind his right ear, and remained for several months before disappearing. The sighting remains unexplained. Little add-on, 12th of October 2016, about half past eight, a mysterious set of lights appear on the underside of every very defined oval and triangular-shaped structure appear over the space stadium in the parallel area of the city. Multiple people thought to witness the lights. Several of them managed to snap pictures, and some managed to capture several minutes of video footage. It was visible for around 30 seconds, 20 seconds in total, before moving away at lightning pace. Perhaps the most, perhaps what made the sighting may stand out, or even more, was the severely weakness. Severely tear football player, Matthias Vatorius, who would comment on his Facebook account. His post, he would ask if other people had seen the strange object. He would call it completely crazy, saying it was a UFO above the industrial area. This is area 51. Two, sorry. I said 51 by mistake. Area 52. The Geneva light beam incident. Area 52. The alien abduction of prolific, prolific visions of Kathleen Howard. The experience of Kathleen Howard is very lightly a little-known case of alien abduction is one, however, that shares many features of numerous other cases across the world, elements of substantial missing time, sightings of strange crafts, 
coming out of the sky, and even being able to see the earth below, all the details that appear that appeared. In April 1969, a Swedish countryside, Catherine Howard and her two friends, Martin and Harvey Cinnamons, sat discussing politics. All considered themselves part of the hippie movement and were very politically aware. On this particular day, they were talking over the outgoing problems of Vietnam Barefia. The day was bright and sunny and the skies were clear, light blue. Perhaps this is why the strange overcraft witnessed by Catherine and Martin was so easy to see. It remained there in front of them for a while, strange leg-like devices moving downwards from the underside. It was when it, then it was gone. It was a blue sky and ground, and instead now replaced by a strange grey fluid entity in, in that Kathleen and Martin were seemingly floating in. They could see the earth and moon below them. Kathleen would later describe the counter as like a sitting in the universe. She would also see, feel a sense of inner space, a cosmic connection to the consciousness of space and time. Strange images would pass before her eyes, which would seem to be moments from human history. These images became understanding Martin would speak about of similar feelings. Then, without warning, Kathleen and Martin, along with Harvey, were sat on a sofa at home. It was 11 p.m., meaning over 10 hours had passed. Nobody could remember coming home. And Harvey, unlike Kathleen and Martin, had no memory of anything strange happening other than missing time. At first, he believed these friends were playing a prank, but soon realised they were serious in their tales. Sixteen years later, 1985, Kathleen went undergo hypnotic regression to avail the full story of the afternoon. Those are small snippets of information come back over the years, siphoning the memories of the counter. Well, Kathleen would refer to it as a kind of shared vision. No more, no more details are made. Once under regression, however, memories of busy time and just and just what they experienced came forth. The craft had moved close to them, so close, in fact, the legs at the bottom of it would draw her up into it. As the object set off towards upwards, Kathleen would easily through the tra- tra- see through the transparent material below. The earth, huge at first, quickly became smaller and eventually out of sight. This induced a panic in Kathleen, who feared she would never return home. However, for reasons she didn't understand, a feeling of serenity soon overcame her anxiety. Her last memory was looking at the object from the ground, taken off and vanishing into the sky. The next thing she knew, she and her friends were sat on the sofa. Only one last point of interest is how she describes entities around her as transparent. This is very similar to the claims made by a crew, the satellite 27 who also spoke of a feeling of euphoria and joy. Kathleen spoke of a tense feeling and she had a message to convey to humanity through which she was, she was not fully sure what the message was. It's strange phenomena. Also, premonitions had also come to her through her dreams since the experience. Christine Howard herself, even following regression, was stating she firmly believes this was nuts and bolts aspect of her experience. It was, to her, 
more of a spiritual way could experience that caused it to open up of something inside her. It perhaps interesting note that she and Martin were staring at the craft before finding themselves in a strange grey entity. Most of this had been some kind of advanced hypnotic trance, achieved in some way by a hypnotist, would have their patient focus on something in front of them, something which would open up avenues of the mind usually off limits. Do you claim to see, be able to see into their own and others' past lives again? Something clever is claimed to do. She would also see terrifying visions of futures raging, fires burning all over the earth. There, there, this was, in opinion, a glimpse of the end of civilization. If these visions would compel Kathleen to force people to open their eyes, it's not clear whether any any permissions permissions Kathleen had did come true. Nor is it clear that she informed anyone of them. She would state in an interview in the 1990s that clairvoyants often call her when they see something crystal, see a crystal headdress around her head, like an aura. Interesting, Kathleen would state during her Russian sessions that she felt like wearing a crystal headdress or helmet during this abduction experience. Here is a little bit of audio for you. Yes, as, uh, as uh, some of you may know, that I was uh, chief counsel for the United States Jesuit headquarters in Washington, D.C. for 10 years. Uh, uh, during, during that time, uh, I was contacted by the uh, Congressional Research Service and participated in the 1977 uh, a research project that was asked to be done by uh, President Jimmy Carter to provide information to the President on the uh, potential existence of extraterrestrial intelligence and the relationship between that and these UFO sightings. And uh, I participated in that, and uh, that, that study came to the conclusion that there were at least from two to six, it was a very conservative estimate, from two to six other highly intelligent, highly technologically developed civilizations uh, in our own galaxy. Uh, and the fact that... This is the whole of email. This is Area 52. The alien induction of perfect visions of Kathleen Howard. Area 52. Unclassified UFO. Disclosure. File from UFO Ministry of Defense. Here are some that were free that were cleared, ready for natural icrides. The first revealed that the MD ran two tests dealing with UFO sightings between 1947 and 1997. Though one of these tests was known to the public, Taking calls from citizens reporting possible UFO sightings, the second was classified as staff by intelligent experts working to investigate possible extraterrestrial facts. One apparently serious concern revealed by dossier was that a hostile government, China or the then USSR, had captured their own UFO and might use alien technology to attack UK. Obviously, Britain was on the lookout for their own interactive leg up. The reports show that the officials expressed a major interest in the UK funding their own little 
E.T. to help them fight the communists. One to all reports, in the case of fu- the future, hitherto unknown, not understood, underlining phenomenon is being exploited by another nation, a senior air force commander, revealed to have written, an actual potential enemy can develop a flying device with characteristics in a phenomenon seen seem to have high facilities, sharp manoeuvre, stationary flight, a new radar returns. The RF is informed of novel technologies which might be useful in their programme, propulsion, stealth, any novel electrical technologies are of particular interest. Area 52 Italian journalists reports the first photo of an alien taken inside a UFO. Have you ever stopped to think about the first picture of a UFO? Is it shown of a strange object in the form of a cigar behind a clown foundation at the top of Mount Washington, the highest peak of northwest of the United States? In 1870, the ufologist are very serious. Mr. no doubt an alien spaceship one of the oldest evidence of extraterrestrial visitors in in our planet. The image is taken from a mythological observatory on Mount Washington with a stereographic camera or a 3D camera capable of capturing photographs in three-dimensional dimensions, making it impossible to manipulate. The description that occupies the photo reads, Summit of Mount Washington, Winter of 1870-1871. He entered, according to the law of Congress of Law, 1871, by Clark and Clumbo in the Office of Library of Congress, United States in Washington. At the passage of time, experts in the field assured the image contained clues about ships from the outer world, such as that it was large mother ship from which smaller UFOs would emerge. Others went further and claimed that the swatch sugar could be distinguished as a side of the UFO. The original photograph was acquired by film producer Samuel M. Sherman in 2002 through an auction on eBay. After winning the auction, he promised to study it scientifically. This image is considered the first graphic evidence of a UFO, but now Italian journalists have reported the first photo of an extraterrestrial taken inside a spaceship, the first photo of an alien. A book called Contact UFO in Italy, UFO Contacts in Italy, Volume 1, 1907-1978, was published on February the 1st, 2018, with the first image of a flying of an alien in UFO. The book was published by the publishing house Flying Disc Press and written by Italian journalist UFOist Roberto Pintelia, who narrates the main UFO sightings in Italy. Prodi worked as an officer in the Italian army for NATO. In addition, he's also an aerospace journalist and founder of the Ufocological Nazionalia Centre in Italy. It's a UFO research organisation that was founded 50 years ago. According to the Italian journalist, the strange photos were taken by two Italian men who had the opportunity to enter flying saucer in October 1957. The image shows a, a kind of cabin with seats, a control panel and several other objects inside the UFO. There was also an image of an extraterrestrial being that wears something similar 
the sunglasses, a photo that Tally Nolfer is true extraterrestrial visitor. Interestingly, the alien literally resembles a human being with a small nose and thick lips. Two men were allowed to enter the UFO and take photographs, explained Patini. The men diameter of the UFO was 24 metres, control booth was about 10 metres. These strange and extraordinary photographs, as well as two photographs, supposed extraterrestrials pilot, have been published for the first time. According to the author, the alleged incident associated with a tight image occurred a long, long before October 1951, Francelia de Mia, Principality and Provence of Chilieta, the Antarctic coast. Pantoli had revealed until now he's kept the details about this incident. This is the first time the information about this strange event is published. But most surprising of all this, that meeting was very positive, since the habitats of Fekasi and Amir and surroundings have been in regular contact with human intellectuals are willing to help humanity. He often claimed that Alberto Pregari, Italian diplomat and constantly at the time, also encounters extraterrestrials in his life. Pinhenny also added that these extraterrestrial beings are built underground bases on Earth. Though these images have convinced and believe is a natural image team, the skeptics can deny a new conception that only shows a person with dark glasses somewhere in determinate on planet. You've been listening to Area 52, Italian journalist reports the first photo of an alien taken inside a UFO.